Welcome to another podcast of Keeping It 99. We have our two hosts, obviously, me and Wanda. And we have a special guest today, uh, Jacob, who is my cousin, and he is graduating this year um, from the University of Tennessee. Yes, so so let's, we're just going to get started, Jacob. So how are you doing today? I'm okay. Just okay? I'm alive. That's, that's it? All, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, tell us a little bit about, like, you know, like what you do, what you do in uh, in architecture school. What I do in architecture school. Yeah, like what are some of the projects that you've like worked on, stuff like that. So, first year it's a lot of like random. Like I remember my first project I ever did. They literally were like, "Go find a stick," and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Go to a tree and just like rip a branch off of it." And so I was like, "Oh, okay." And I had to like sketch it, and I had to make like this like. There's like this Japanese art called Ikebana where they like fold paper. Well, they don't fold paper. Like Ikebana is like a way of arranging flowers in pots, but we used paper to make the vessel instead of like an actual pot. And so that was just like our first project of understanding composition, like how things lay in space. And then we did like some weird random things where we like folded paper and made random stuff. But a lot of the projects that I've done rec more recently have been more focused on like workplace design and um, my last project was a winery. So I've done like lots of things. <laughs> that's, that's quite, that's like a very diverse um, like range of things. I mean, obviously architecture is like, is like an art as, as much of it um, is as like a, you know, cause it's, it's like put together with like engineering a lot of the times. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it depends on what your education is like. Some education is a little more on the like composition art side and some of it's more on the engineering side. I mean, I think, so I started in architecture my first year. Second year, I switched to interior architecture, which everyone thinks interior architecture is like interior decoration where you pick paint colors. It's not that at all. Interior architecture actually <laughs> does a lot of really tough work. Like we do probably just as much as architects do, except for we can't. It's a, it's a political thing. We're not licensed to stamp drawings or anything like that. But, um, you know, we're doing technical drawings. We're doing details. We're doing floor plans. We're doing a lot of things. And a lot of what we do in architecture is not just buildings. It's also graphic design in a lot of ways. So we have to have knowledge of, like, composition and art and graphics and text and alignment, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very broad field. If you can think about anything that relates to humans, architecture is involved somewhere. Yeah. Do you have any questions? Yeah, I mean, um, was it hard your freshman year getting into architect, or was it like easy? You knew what you were gonna do. So when I graduated high school, I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I want to do music because I was in band for oh, seven years, yeah. and I was like, Dad, like this is what I know and this is what I like. And he's like, Yeah, Jacob, <laughs> doctor or engineer, yalla, pick one. And I was like, okay, like whatever, uh, I guess, you know, I like art, I like architecture-ish, like I played with Legos as a kid, like that's what everyone says, like, oh, I love Legos. But I was like, okay, that's engineering, and I like art and expression, so that's like a good compromise. Yeah. So my freshman year, I was kind of like, well, I didn't really want to do this, but I guess it works for now. And that's my first semester, I took 19 credit hours, which is like the maximum you can take without approval from like, whatever. And I was <laughs> suffering. Because, like, the thing about architecture school that's different than high school or, like, any other degree is, like, 
there's not really a right or wrong answer. You kind of have to like do whatever you want and then you have to defend it. Like it's not just like, there's no right or wrong and that sounds good, but it's actually not. It's actually harder because you have to defend why you think this is a good idea or a good decision. And so it was a lot different than like studying for an exam and like just regurgitating the information that I soaked in studying. It's like, no, I actually have to like make something that's original, that expresses what I think, and then I have to figure out a way to defend it. So I think it was difficult in that sense, but I was also taking my freshman year lots of gen ed, gen ed classes, like English and math. And yeah. I was like, this is just a waste of my time. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what I want to do. Like what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every degree is like that, I guess, like the yeah. first like year and a half of college. Yeah, yeah I guess. So it was, it was weird, I'll say that. So obviously, like, you know, with architecture comes a lot of, like, expression of, you know, your ideas and and a lot of, like, you know, um, like, really, like, expressing yourself both in your ideas and in your artwork. So how would you say, because that transition, like, you used to express yourself through music, mm. and then you had to transfer into, you know, expressing yourself through, like, your artwork. So how did how would you say, like, that transition was like? So... The thing about architecture is that, at least with interiors, and it's something that I focus on, is that it needs to activate all the sensory, uh, like all the senses of, of the human experience. So sight, touch, smell, taste, et cetera, et cetera. And so music obviously is a part of that, right? Like music is something that extends beyond culture. Like it, regardless of where you're from or what language you speak or your background, like music is something that we can all relate to and we can all, like it brings us together. So I think part of that is, is part of the design process for me at least is understanding what kind of things can start to transcend like ideas of culture and, and environment. And so I think, you know, part of the transition with music is that it's something that I know sometimes you listen to music and you don't really know why it hits you a certain way, but it does. You know, like it yeah, reminds yeah. you of a time or reminds you of a place or reminds you of a person or something. And I think that in a way, you want architecture to do the same. Like you want experiences to really activate some, like thing, like memory or, or aspects of that. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the transition isn't as hard as people might think it is. You just have to dig deeper instead of being like, oh, music versus this. It's like, what about music? makes me feel a certain way and then how can I take those concepts and apply that to space does that make sense yeah that makes sense yeah. um to just to, to you know to go along that um obviously artwork uh, architecture has it's it's a lot more complex than I feel like a lot of people think just because of like the architecture we have around us oh. is very very just bland um and I feel like some people just see architecture as just like a like a thing for money and not necessarily mm. for I got like, tons to talk about. <laughs> Y'all gaslighting me right now. <laughs> and instead of like it being, you know, like a, a thing that people can like really enjoy um, as a part of like their daily lives. So mm. what thoughts do you have on the commercialization of architecture? I talk about this a lot. I, you know, I think a lot of it's driven by consumerism and this idea of like, it's got to be something that's cheap for the developer and it's got to be something that's going to offer a return, right? Like you look at a lot of the buildings that are on here and most of them probably weren't designed by an architect. They were like some engineer or some developer was just like, oh, let's make a box, but let's like 
let's make this part like stick out a little more than this part. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, you have to think about it. Like, what are we actually, architecture should be about the experience. It's not just about what it looks like, right? Like no one's going to get out a lawn chair and like sit in front of a building and go like, oh man, that little bump out right there. <laughs> no, no, it's about like, it's about the, the human experience. And we talk a lot about like psychology and thinking about like what what do humans like to experience. And so if you think about humans like wandering around in nature, like they like variability and scale. Like I people like being under trees, right? Because it feels more intimate, right? The space that I'm occupying is now smaller. As opposed to like me walking in, in, in like the middle of a concrete plaza. Like it's awkward, right? Because it's like you're being observed, like everyone can see you from all sides. There's no like place for me to retreat and to feel protected like I have my own space and so I think a lot when it comes to architecture is like it shouldn't be about money it should be about the impact that it has on community and people like how people feel in space like you want to make people comfortable you want to make people it's like when you go to a like a like an amusement park and you go on this one ride and you're like man like that was really fun I really enjoyed like these aspects it made me feel a certain way like I want to ride that again yeah. or I want to go to this place again because it made this impact and like I think that we do that a lot with things that are not common, like when we go on vacation, like that's a one-time thing. We're like, oh, I want to do that again. But I think if we have better design that integrates that experience in everyday life, like we want to elevate every, like everyday life for every person, not like this experience can only be had on a vacation by these kind of people that can afford to go wherever, right? You want to bring experience that's impactful in everyday life to as many people as you can. That's the point of design is to, to really elevate people's lives every day. So I think architecture these days is, I don't even want to call it architecture. It's just like, it's like buildings <laughs> that people are making now. It's just, it's a lack of interest in, in what the user actually experiences and what they're feeling. So. Yeah. I mean, you went to school for four years, like, uh, for, architecture is there anything like you don't like about architecture or anything you dislike about it um i think i mean i think when it comes to the education part i think there's some things that that need to improve in terms of like i, I think we do a lot of conceptual work but we don't do a lot of preparing for like what happens in the real world yeah mm -hmm. i mean Which school like, in general i mean that, like and that's that. not a knock on on ut i mean i'm very proud and and honestly the education that i got at ut is like a lot of people that have architecture degrees like don't get the education that I got. Like it, it was a very good education, but I think it's sort of difficult. And you know, on my final review this last semester, one of one of the jurors was like talking about how there was like a lack of integration of this one part of my project. And I was like, you know, that's that's sort of the hardship of this transition from academia to the professional world is like in academia you can do whatever you want. Like you can make crazy stuff because that's like there's no client there's no budget like i'm just designing whatever i want to design to activate my mind to yeah. like learn new methods and new processes but then when you get in the real world it's like no okay i actually have a client that i need to please <laughs> i have a budget yeah. i can't just make whatever i want like you have that's that's when problem solving and that's when design really comes in into play when you're like okay i have a problem these are my parameters now i have to like make something that that is going to you know, solve this problem. I say solve because usually designers create more problems than, <laughs> than solve. Um, but I think also there's like this really toxic uh, like mindset of, of like 
working yourself to death in design world. Like we talk about being burnt out all the time. Like my final, uh, this past week or two weeks ago, I went to our fabrication lab at 10.30 in the morning on a Thursday or on a Wednesday. I left the lab at 9.30, came to the architecture building and then worked from 9.45 like till 7 in the morning and then went home, took a nap, had an interview and came back and worked until 7 p.m. <laughs> that night. It's like, but like that's what you have to do. It's not like I'm just like an overachiever and that's what I choose to do. Like that's what you have to do to survive. Otherwise it's like, I don't know, it's one of those things where the professor's like, why are you not in studio doing work? What are you doing? Like if, if you don't, like if you don't care that much, then you should yeah. just like get out. It's like, bro. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel like, um, that that's, that's also another, like a stereotypical part of architecture and obviously uh, being family with you, I hear a lot about it. Like when you come over about <laughs> <I'm> like, the, <laughs> amount, the amount of work that goes on. Um, do you feel like that all that work is, is really necessary? Not like to like get by in college, but like in the reality of, you know, the work itself, is it necessary or is it just another product of like consumerism? I think the amount of effort is necessary. And I think actually sometimes we don't put enough effort in. And I think the reason why we don't put enough effort in, in the real world at least, I mean, in school it's a different story, but the timeline is so short because the client wants the project done now. Yeah. The longer that it sits is the more money that they're spending to, you know, um, rent equipment and, uh, you know, permitting expire. I don't know. There's, there's such a rush to get things done quickly, which often you sacrifice design for that because it's like, okay, if we only have a week to come up with a concept to pitch to the client, that's not enough to do research and, you know, think about the site context and think about the economic factors that it's not enough time to consider all the things that you have to consider. And so I think that the effort is necessary. I just don't think that we're doing a great job of managing the time period in which that effort is to be exerted. Like I think if, if we put that same amount of effort, but we stretched a week over a month, we could probably get a lot more done yeah. and it'd be a lot better, but that's usually not the case. Yeah. And I feel like that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like consumerism, not even just in architecture, but in all aspects of our life now, obviously, um, society has become a very, um, fat, very fast paced and very, um, integrated with consumerism. Um, yeah. so like, what are your thoughts on you know, how, like the, the fat, like how the fabric of life has changed within the last, you know, like 10, 20 years. Oof, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we lost a lot of humanity. Um, and I mean that in the sense of we, people aren't empathetic with each other. People don't, people don't seem to have a real interest in other people. It's sort of just like, it's very transactional. Yeah. I give you what you want. You give me what you want. Have a good day. Shakirin. Like that's yeah. it, you know? Um, and I think that we've, we've lost the care of, of thinking about the decisions that we make, regardless how big or how small, what impact that could have on other people's lives. And I think, you know, that's, that's as much true for architecture as it is for, for just how we treat people in our yeah. normal lives. Forget architecture, forget career, like just how we treat each other in normal life. Even families, like, I don't know, it makes me sad, like families that like people aren't talking to each other, like, oh, we don't, we, we don't do business with them, we don't talk to them, we don't go, like, come on now. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that, that, uh, it's, you know, when we think about architecture or any profession, it's like, it's about efficiency. It's about filling the quota. It's about doing what we need to do in the time to, you know, make the money. There's an issue in, our, in especially in, in this country and a lot in the West is like, we have to have a return on our profit. We have to be efficient. We have to fill the quota. We have to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, if you, if you live to work, it's a bad life. Right? Yeah. You should work to live. Okay. I, I do what I need to do. I, my roommate was like, I want to make so much money. Like I want to be rolling in cash. I was like, no, no. Money is a means to the end. It is not the end. Yeah. Like I want to be comfortable and work to, to su support myself and my family if I have one one day and that's it. Like I, that's all I need. Um, unfortunately, I feel like people don't have that mindset in this country. It's like, oh, we just gotta go in, do our thing, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, uh, like I went to Egypt in, um, in, in February and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, it's, it's, it's completely different. Like the pace of life, it's a lot slower. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more like relation between, you know, you and the person next to you, even if you don't know them. Absolutely. Like, like, uh, like even like the, the really small things, like you, you talk to people on the street when you're in Egypt. You know, they say that, um, a key to long life is talking to strangers. This keeps your mind active. Yeah. You're, you, in every situation, you're making subtle negotiations with people you don't even know. To be like, oh, like when's the right time to say hi? Or like, how do I say hi? Is, you're thinking about every day relating to people. And those skills are unmatched. Like, you think people are going to hire you based on your resume or your portfolio? Like, okay, they'll look at it and go like, okay, cool. But if you don't have the skills as a human to relate to people and to really, um, like, engage with people like they're not gonna hire you yeah <laughs> i mean yeah what what skills do you think you need as an architect for like a company to hire you um i think one is being a good communicator that's literally what we do is we communicate yeah. um that's probably the biggest thing is actually communication <laughs> i mean not, it's not just in architecture and any well, yeah, job yeah. in life in general communication is, is um, key. communication i think uh, knowing how to um how to represent what you're trying to think visually. Like yeah. If I'm talking to you and I'm trying to talk about something and I'm trying to explain like a little detail, like I have to be able to draw that. Like I have to be able to visually communicate yeah. that. And I think just being a good person, like just being honest and, and good and doing your best to, to provide the best for whoever needs it. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's like very basic, but no, I, I feel like, you know, to, to go with the last thing you said, like doing things that, you know, for people who need it and making sure that, you know, you keep good quality coming out just by, you know, um, through like your work ethic and uh, throughout various like just, you know, really putting effort into what you do to really showcase um, to people like that you really care. I feel like it, exactly. it goes it goes a very long way, not even just in um in architecture but in anything you do really i feel like showing people effort and showing people that you know you really care because you never know what it means to some people exactly exactly that's the best thing about about the profession that i'm in is being able to see the client like use the space that you've designed for them yeah 
seeing them appreciate the effort that you put in to consider everything that, they, that they're thinking about or everything that they're, that they're needing. Um, but the other thing, too, that I was going to say is like hard skills like knowing certain softwares and knowing how to use uh, Revit or CAD or whatever, like basic knowledge, like that's good. They can teach you that. They can't teach you how to be a good person. They can't yeah. teach you how to be a good, good communicator. They can try. But like those are things that they are looking for, I think, the most is can you communicate, can you be organized, can you be um, a, good, like a good person, you know? They can't, they can't necessarily teach you those things. So since we keep talking about how to, like, what, like, being a good person, what would you describe Uh-oh. a good person is? We're loading you up with questions. I don't know. I feel like that's a dangerous question to ask because I feel like what is good is totally relative and subjective, yeah. I mean, which I guess is why you're asking me what I think. Yeah. Cause you're asking for my subjective opinion. I don't know. Uh, like something that's, that's big for me is honesty, being honest. And because like, here's the thing, like if you mess up, we all mess up. Yeah. But, like if you try to like do some sneaky stuff, kid, you know, hide, like don't do that. Just tell me like, Oh, like, I think that's one thing that, that, that I learned most from my internship is they told me like, you don't know how to do something just tell us we'd rather you tell us i don't know how to do that and us find someone else to do it than for you us to give it to you thinking you can do it and you're just like sitting around in the back like not doing anything because you don't know how to do it yeah like asking don't be afraid to ask questions for sure yeah i feel like that's... and i think i think knowing your weaknesses is more important than capitalizing on your strengths yeah i feel like a, a lot of things that a lot of people a thing that a lot of people struggle with sorry is you know learning to ask not like to not be scared to ask questions like i see that in school all the time you can't know everything yeah you literally cannot know everything and that's another skill too that i, I want to add to the list is like you cannot know everything so knowing when to go to someone who knows more right like yeah. knowing when to call a consultant and say hey i don't know like we should have a basic understanding of structures but like Hey, I don't know if this can be possible. So you contact your engineer. Hey, can we do this? Like, you can't know that. You can't know everything. You have to, you have yeah. to, you have to, to reach out and ask people. Um, you learn more from talking to people that, that know more than you, obviously. Like, you, you know more from talking to people that are outside of your realm. Like, this, we did a design build project. Like, we had to design it and then we had to physically build it. And, we had to, we had like, we were talking to physics professors. Like, what does it have to do with like interior, like interior arch, like putting metal on a piece of wood? Like the, they're particle physicists. They're like t- talking about things that's like way above yeah. my head, but being able to talk to people that, that their brain thinks differently than me, like that's going to help me in the end of the day. Right. Because like my brain functions a very certain way. And if I only talk to people that think that same way, and this is for life too, if I only talk to people that think the same way as me, I'm never going to grow. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, that's a big part of, um, specifically architecture is, you know, getting different perspectives mm-hmm. because well, your job is, your yeah. job is all about, um, you know, taking what people think, like you said earlier and trying to make something that's good for them. You know, yeah. it's, it's about the client. It's about, you know, making, making a space that, you know, is intimate for them. And so you have to understand like, what, how other people think and how their brains operate. Um, 
but to go on to a, a different, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna switch yeah. gears sorry, right now. Sorry, sorry. Um, how talking, would you define I'm too much? Is what it no, no, it's I'm not talking about too much. <laughs> no, uh, we appreciate you being on here and uh, speaking your your wisdom with us. <laughs> but I have a question for you. Shoot, that you're not gonna you're not gonna like that I asked. But I'm gonna you ask didn't. anyways. I don't I don't know that you. How would you define success? Oh. <laughs> Because we, we were talking about this the other day. so uh, Well, we were trying to talk about it, and you're like, no, 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 don't do yeah, it. Yeah, so let's save it for the podcast. Like, save it for podcast. So how would you define success? Um, <clears throat> success is subjective, and I think that people should define success for themselves. Figure out what your goals are. And, like, people, people think success is about money. It's not about money. For some people, it might be. They might be like, oh, I want to have $6 million in the bank account by the time I'm whatever whatever yeah. age okay if that's your goal shoot but for me i think success for me is is my time on earth going to benefit others or not is what i'm going to do in every day or the decisions i make is it going to benefit and impact other people if it's not then i'm wasting my time i don't care if i'm broke if i'm doing work for people and benefiting people I'm good. Yeah, and I feel like it's a very um a very important thing that a lot of like the western world just does not the western world. The western world. You sound not so even just Egyptian. The, okay, you sound not, so Egyptian. I mean, it's everyone in general, it's not just the western world, but just cuz we live in it. Um it's it's a lot more potent, it's a lot more like obvious, and I feel like you know, everything's about money, everything's about prestige, everything's about uh power, and it it mm. loses a lot of like person to person connection yeah you know um however one i'd like to ask you the same question hmm. how do you um, define success it's hmm. a good question uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, just, i mean <laughs> success to me is <sighs> it's, it's a tough I, question because I, like the thing the, the thing with with um what success is, is that a lot of people compare themselves to other people. Mm -hmm. And the issue with comparing yourself to other people is that not everyone has the same skill set, not everyone has the same goals, not everyone has the same situations. And so trying to, and I like, I find myself doing this a lot, um, like finding, you know, yourself comparing to other people makes you feel like a lot worse. And like you make, you feel a lot more like of a, like a failure, I guess, than what you really are because you don't see where your worth is. Like yeah. you try to find your worth in things that you're just not like, you know, really. I think success for me, like when you brought up goals, achieving my goals, like my current goals, not my long-term goals. Like, like your short-term goals? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, like we talked about in the last podcast, one of the mm -hmm. best things you can do for yourself is like setting goals, mm -hmm. writing them down. We talked about this in the car today. Yeah, did you did. set your goals or... That I, I have set them. I've not written them down yet. Oh, okay. But to set your goals, write them down, and like really push yourself to, to, um, to achieve them, um, whether it's in the time frame that you envisioned or not. But I feel like that's something that, that, that that's, that's what should be success, mm. at least on a, like a fundamental level um, to most people. Because I feel like, even for me, um, comparing to other people is just not, it's, it's, just, it's not healthy to define that as like success yeah you there, and i want to talk about that too is something that that you mentioned that i think is important is everybody has a story right yeah like 
people will look at other people and be like, oh my God, they're so, so successful. They have so much money. It's like, okay, maybe, but they might be like deep down inside. They might hate themselves just because they have money doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. And like there are other people might maybe that like we don't like, they're like, we're like, oh, they're bad. Oh, they're this, they're that. Right. But like, you have to think about where people come from and their experiences. Like, and it's sort of one of those things that not to take, make this religious, but like one of those things where it's like, we don't like the sin, but we love the sinner kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Like you can't go to people and be like, Oh, like that person's a jerk or that person's stupid or that person's whatever. Like you don't know what their background is. You might not know where they come from or what they've dealt with. Right. And so it's one of those cases where you, 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 you approach people in a way where, where you are very merciful with them and you approach them in a way that, that you want to love them and, and help them through whatever they're going through, regardless of who they are or what they're doing. And, and, even if someone's more successful than you, like that's something for me that, that I always say, like if someone knows something more than I do, instead of getting mad and be like, oh, they're just privileged, like, oh, their parents probably paid for this, their parents probably, like, if you're better than me at something, I want to learn from you. Yeah. It's that simple. Uh, yeah, like, I feel there's like. There's no point in like getting mad at people for being better than you at something. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's. Like learn. Uh, we talked about this like on a <clears throat> last episode, but like, the pride pride gets to you, especially as a man, like you don't want to admit that someone knows something or you don't want to admit that someone's man, better than what you. What is that? Come on. <laughs> Come on. No. Listen, God gave us all sensibility. He gave yeah. us a mind to think with and he gave us the heart a heart to, to to be in conversation with that mind. To sort of say like, okay, this is what I want to do, this is what my brain wants me to do. But like I have to take a step back. Like, what do I actually want? Like, what is a life that I want to lead? What is, what do I want to be known for? Right. And humility is like, like that's the one thing. Like I want to be known for some, as someone who is humble and, and you know, if I don't know something, I want to learn from someone else. And I think we have to get rid of that idea of like, like I said earlier, I have to know everything. Mm -hmm. I can't be wrong. I can't, I can't let, like, I can't let my wife tell me like to like, you know, like I can't have someone else lower than me or like not yeah. as good as me tell me something like, no. Mm -hmm. Take it, take the, like I ask, like that's something I also think is important is asking for feedback all the time. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that reflection, yeah. Re like personal reflection, um, asking others for, it's, it's, I feel like for a lot of people, some people think when you ask other people, like what they really think about, like certain things, either like your actions or things that you do, a lot of people feel like that's like flaunting or like, or like trying to act like, yeah. yeah. But uh, like, honestly, if it really depends on like how you come to it, if you come to it yeah, with yeah. like a humble approach and like you really want to learn, people are going to give you, you know, the response that, um, that you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. And I feel like that goes back to a lot of the things that we've talked about, about every single question has a person behind it, has a story behind mm -hmm. it, has, you know, a point of view behind it. And I feel like in order to really answer the question, you have to understand um, you know, like the, the, like where it's coming from. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that as like a society that we need, like, instead of getting defensive, when people ask us questions that are challenging or people ask us questions that are, um, that, that like, that like we really don't know how to answer. Sometimes we just need to understand like, why are they really asking us this? Well, I think it's also important too. Like we don't always have to have the answer. Like it's, yeah, you as can well. just say, I don't know. Or like, let me think about that or whatever, you know, um, 
Um, I was just going to say something else in regards to that, but I, it's slipped. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I think that'll actually uh, wrap this one up. Oof, oof, oof. We, we are definitely going to get you back on I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, no, you don't talk. Don't Long talk too answers much. to your very short questions. <laughs> oh, that's because they're, they're good short questions. That's why. Oh. That's why they're good questions. <laughs> that's why good hosts. Good hosts. <laughs> that's why the answers have to be long. But um, thank you for being on this. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to get you on another time because sorry, I've, hopefully. Been, I've enjoyed <laughs> when, this when conversation. Again. Yeah. Well, I'm moving to Chicago soon. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. We'll, Big boy job. Yeah, we'll get you back. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll still you for to a, Chicago. Maybe. Yalla, Maybe we'll make a yalla. keep it a nine nine business trip up yes, to Chicago. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on here and thank you guys for watching. If you liked it, please subscribe, like, and comment. And uh hope you guys have a great day. Thank you.